This is Fearless Beauties, a podcast dedicated to voices of color in the beauty industry. We are talking to estheticians, skincare professionals, and beauty industry owners on tactical career tips, professional skill development, and ultimately how we can create a better beauty industry together. As we enter our fourth season, we dedicate our episodes to the skincare professionals who are focused on mindset mastery and building community for all. Welcome back to the Fearless Beauties podcast. On season four, we are teaming up with the Barrier Queen to uncover a mindset mastery challenge, where we will be discussing inclusivity with industry experts, how to gain confidence, foster personal growth, and shift your mindset. I am your host, Alina Velez. I'm your co-host, Nichelle Mosley. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode six, uh, Supportive Community for All. Um, In this episode, we're really going to be putting an emphasis on inclusive mindset that really extends beyond personal beliefs to building supportive communities. And we have a wonderful guest with us today, um, Victoria Tory Prince, and she is the creator of an award-winning skincare collection. Um, she is really dedicated to establishing luxury self-care as a norm within the Black community. She's got over two decades of experience. I mean, the list goes on and on. But um, yeah, go ahead and say hi to our listeners, Tori. Hey, y'all. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> Thanks and- for having me. Yeah, we're so we're so excited to have you. Really just pick your brain. Nichelle, kick us off. Absolutely, Tori. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, can you just share with the people? We want to hear your perspective on the role of inclusivity and mindset, you know, like how it's played into your personal journey, your your beliefs, and what you can tell us about, you know, just nurturing a supportive community. Mm-hmm. Woo, that's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll start with the um, beginning and sharing my personal journey and my beliefs. I have always pretty much been an influencer and doing things my way. You know, when I've tried to go against the grain and and do things as others, it, it never really turns out right. I'm a person that... Is constantly my I'm a left brain and a right brain. Um, and so my left is always fighting my right. And I would always say I'm a tra- a non-traditional traditionalist, um, meaning I have strong, solid values, but then there's some gray area. And that's probably why I like uh HR. So for those of you I don't know, I also have a 20 plus year background in corporate HR experience which I think has helped me be a successful business owner because it's people, right? Yeah. So dealing with people and things of that nature. But when I came into the industry, I was exposed to the industry at a very young age um, where my mom was a model. Um, I was a dancer and I started off doing runway makeup. And so back then you didn't really see 
brown people, um, you might saw one, you know, and I know we all, I don't know how old you all guys are, but you know, you saw that one super, super melanated model, Alec. I think Alec at the time, and then you had Naomi, and then, you know, as the time went on, you had Tyra, and then, you know, mm -hmm. more, but it really wasn't a lot of us. And so I became a factual, and also a background in fashion. So all things creative, I love. And so my goal at the time was, oh my God, I want to one shop at these luxury magazines because I'm from Chicago, Southside. Woo woo, a Chicago. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I grew up on the Magnificent Mile, which is our, you know, like, well, used to be, I don't know, pre COVID, our landmark where I would roam in all of the luxury stores. Um, and so when I was introduced to luxury with my parent by my parents, I didn't even know what that was until mm -hmm. I became a dope. But I, you know, stumbled across luxury at a very young age. And I was like, oh my God, I have to immerse myself in this some kind of way, don't know how, didn't even know it was possible because you didn't see it. Right. Um, and then from the fashion, stumbling into department stores. And so you go to the counter and back then it was what, Clinique? The little Estee Lauder. Estee Lauder, yeah. 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 And the only yeah. counter for brown skin was Fashion Fair. And back then that was like old church ladies, like Kate, right. Kate. Like, who's wearing that? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you find yourself trying to, you know, fit in and infiltrate and purchase these skincare products that made my, you know, y'all face fall off and makeup that we look casket sharp. You know, I couldn't afford it at the time. So I shopped at my local beauty supply store and I got into makeup that way. And as a, as a expressive way, you know, to express myself dealing with low self-esteem and I created these personas and, you know, that was just my outlet. And I never, again, really understood how I could be in the industry. I didn't even know aesthetics was a thing back mm -hmm. then. And so, you know, I tried to enter it. It's like, I didn't want to be, I tried to work at the counters. It never worked. Um, so I went to more of a traditional route, but on the side, I was still building my business or at the time I didn't know it was a business, but doing makeup for other people in college. And until one day my uncle, which is weird because I didn't spend a lot of time with him, but he visited me one day. He's like, when are you going to make a career out of this? I'm like, out of what? He's like, out of your makeup and in your fashion. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, didn't even know he paid attention. He's like, I think you will be great at it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, uncle. But I didn't mm -hmm. see the way because when I tried to go to school for it or thought it was so expensive, I'm like, who's going to pay for this? Like, I have to, like, I went to traditional college, so I have to get a job. Like, I, I can't see where I could just go to school again for this. And, you know, so makeup became a side hustle. And, you know, at the time it was Mac and it was like trying to get in with Mac and rub elbows mm. with Mac. And I'm like, I'm not into politics like that. Like, I'm mm. not ass kisser. I'm just not. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it was like, I, I again how I'm gonna do this you know so I'm like well I'm gonna do it my way and build my business on the side I'm gonna invest in you know research the best of the best you know New York go abroad and take makeup courses and just try to you know get in that way get a mentor but honestly y'all I didn't I didn't, I didn't do it that way either <laughs> initially yeah. initially I didn't do it that way I I Built um so my first company was TNT Artistry. 
And that was just solely makeup. But dealing with, you know, runway and fashion shows and these models with horrible skin, I started really diving into skin more. And I thought I wanted mm. to be colleges, but I was like, nah, that's not creative. And I'm really going to only be prescribing medication versus really getting down to the root. You know, right. back and this is what I'm thinking because everybody's like, oh, something's wrong with the skin. Go to dermatologist. You know, there was no creativity in that. It was kind of stiff. And so one day, it's another girl here who has a really big company in the industry. And I know her. And I went to her one day and I'm like, hey, you know, look, can I talk to you? Because I was, she became like the glam queen of Chicago with the glam makeup. You know, she started doing celebrities. And I thought that's the route I wanted to go. But I'm like, nah, that's kind of boring too, doing the same person, following them around. Like, that's not the life that I wanted. So I talked to her about it and she's like, well, you know, go become an esthetician. I honestly think, you know, you'll have more opportunities. And I was like, what is, you know, what is that? She told me and I was like, oh, okay. But again, I I was married. I had children. I didn't like, how am I going to do that? You know, how am yeah. I do a full-time job and just go to school? And God made a way because mm. I ended up leaving corporate and went directly to school. Um, but I had researched it for about like a year after she told me that. And another friend that was a makeup artist too, uh, who would do my makeup, she worked at Ulta and she was esthetician and I asked her. So it was two black females who I always tell, I, you know, I give credit to if it wasn't for them. I know through God saying I, I wouldn't be an esthetician because again, I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, and so I went to school and chose the school. And just when I immersed in the school and looked at the education and looked at my peers, I'm like, you know, the industry is still not for us. Mm -hmm. And so as I went through, you know, understanding very early that the, that the industry was not historically built by us and not in, in wasn't historically built for us, but we fuel it if that makes sense. So true, so true. And so I'm like, I'm going to infiltrate <laughs> the industry mm -hmm. and be a voice, you know, infiltrate and get all of the knowledge, get all of the, you know, the know-how from the powers that be and bring it back to my community. And that's what really started my journey into the industry of standing out and being a voice for skin of color. And I still think I have a lot, I still have a journey <laughs> to go, but that that's really where it came from. Um, and, you know, and I can't say I didn't get discouraged along the way because there's very, you know, there were very few of us that had the same mindset. Some of us don't appreciate it. You know, the things that we do for us goes unseen. And that can be very discouraging. And so my journey was just to continue to invest and, you know, research the who's who, discover how I could be of service to them to gain knowledge, mm -hmm. whether it's invest in them, whether it's volunteer in some kind of way. And so I was, and I think really COVID was a blessing because that's really when it catapulted for me and I become, you know, begin to get the recognition of being a skin of color expert. And that is how I met uh, Nichelle, my esti bestie, 
uh, <laughs> the story was uh, we were highlighted um, in Dermascope. Oh, yeah. I think it was 2020, like the, the top 45 practitioners in the industry or the, or the you know, the 45. Yeah. And, and I, I was like. Up in my spa because I'm so proud of that moment for. I know. I was, yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm so proud of you. Like, you know, just watching the journey and everything that we've, you know, really had to have the opportunity to, you know, help each other. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I was like, let me look at these 45 people. <laughs> And I really wanted to see who on there was skin of color, really. And when I started to share, I was like, wait a minute. How do I not know this person? Like, who is this? You know, and I just got <laughs> close and kind of like, I don't even know how we end up making the initial contact, but it was just like, I had stalked her, probably manifested her before we even made initial contact. Because I was like, damn, she is thebomb.com and like where has she been my whole life <laughs> this journey and I was just like oh my god I just pray that I could be you know in her rim you know in her circle some shape form or fashion but I didn't want to do it how people do us and just slide in your DM like hey how you do this mm. how, how you do that yeah. how do you tell me how to do this even even in the first introductions of us she was still kind of apprehensive and and that's as you know, it should be so because it's like you know, you gotta be cautious too of who you trust because the industry is so huge, so and but it's so small at the same time. And so, thank you, Nichelle, for embracing me. Of course, I mean, I love you. I love you right back, and I'm I'm so grateful. You're totally right. You know, like when it comes to, you know, really like letting people in like, you know, a personal circle, like I, I I feel genuinely grateful that I have Alina and you both in my circle because, you know, it is, it's hard out there. I mean, we were just talking, you know, several episodes ago about, you know, building our community and trying to really, you know, live out truthfully just with your actions as well as the core values that you represent the things that you're trying to you know really put out in the world and a lot of times people you know it just doesn't align and people just aren't used to you know you moving in a way that is really in that way you know and and so when you find people who you know real recognize reels is how it goes and right so when you find those people you have to really like you know embrace them and, um, you know, and help them and encourage and, and you've certainly done that for me. And I'm, I'm happy to hear that I've, I've been able to do that for you too. So. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank and you. so, thank you. you know, along with that, I would just I, I always just lay my personal values down and, you know, that I'm going to operate with the most respectful ethics, you know, that I can, you know, in the industry, it gets, you know, watered down, um, we are important. And I feel that it should be better representation in all areas. Uh, I tell people a lot of times, like, you know, you're competing, like it's enough money to go around, enough clients, enough everything. Like the industry yeah. is so big. and so many opportunities that you don't even know about. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know who's watching. And it's like, I compete with me. That's my competition, one. But two, mm-hmm. I'm international. You know how many, you know, countries there are? So I'm not competing <laughs> yeah. with you that's across the street or next door or even in another state. 
Yeah. Because it's so much bigger than that. And it's so much bigger than us. And I feel like once we realize that, the journey gets a lot easier. And if we look at each other as support, Mm -hmm. you know, and I always say, how can you serve? When I spoke, did a keynote a couple of weeks ago, I was, you know, telling, telling the audience, like, know the value you bring and know what value you want to get out of a collaboration or a partnership or a friendship or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Someone was like, well, how do you know your value? And I said, well, if you ask me that, you shouldn't even have a business. And I'm not even trying to be funny. That starts with self. Like you have to look in to know what value you bring personally and professionally. Big time. That's that I and, think that a lot of people are missing out and they don't realize, you know, when when it comes to mindset and how it really shows up in your business mm. and the way that you, you know, perceive yourself, your worth, how you set your prices, how you run your business, that's mm. all connected to your mindset and is something that you have to work on regularly. No. And I think people who have resilience, you know, who have that grit and that grace, you've had to learn that way before now. And that's the reason why it's not something that's new to you. No, <laughs> not I'm from experience, you know, like this, the, the resilience that I have, it, it's, it's something that was built. It's not bought. And right. so it's, it's not something like, you know, it's, it's like a, it's an underlining kind of, insider tip that you don't even realize you have because of just how you have been brought up and I think there's a lot of people who just you know they don't really understand that that that's it's a part of it it really oh my god no because (laughs) how you are affected you know with your personal mindset like you said it spills over into the business and I tell tell you all the time my professional and personal development is probably my biggest line item next to you know inventory back my products because I'm an ingredient junkie just be buying stuff child but no I just learned I went into a cohort because I'm a nerd like I I just love learning I went into a cohort but this one was different you know different cohorts they try to you know you come out with a business plan or you come out with a growth strategy and I'm like look at the point where I am in my career like you got to promise me a meeting with Oprah before I'm going to sign up for another cohort. You're like, you cohort <laughs> us to death as people of color. Like, we already mm-hmm. know what the issue is. Give mm-hmm. us capital, please. Yeah. But, <laughs> yes. but, so some cohorts are great. And this particular one, I love because every business owner is working on something different. You know, every strategy is different. You know, they meet you where you are, but they brought something different that had me take a step back these last couple of months. I've really been quiet because one, I've had a lot of been having a lot of personal changes as you mentioned, Alina earlier, we'll get into, but they make you look at the five chakras as it relates to your business and any past traumas that you have dealt with that's preventing you from showing up in your business. I did not realize you were doing this at the, we were both doing this at the same exact time. That's amazing. Wow. Talk about alignment, right? I'm telling you, it's mind blowing. Do you want to I know everybody, you know, throws around, I'm healing, I'm healing. And I get so upset because it's like, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I know what that looks like. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. You know what I'm saying? And as us dealing with different energies, 
personalities. It's very important that, you know, we have to check our mindset and we have to check it at the door. And a lot of times you have to pull back and make sure that things are aligned. Like I have, a, I had a problem with saying no. Like I want to do everything because I felt like it'll propel me in the industry. But then it's like, okay, ooh, is this decision going to get me to my end goal? Right. Is this opportunity going to get me to my end goal? Like at the end of the day, that's really, you know, what we have to look at. Yeah. Is it, is it in alignment with my yeah, vision? Is it everything. in alignment with my morals? Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this yeah. something I want to be accountable for? Is it something that I feel like I have to bring, you know, to the industry? Is it, you know, does it have to be my voice? Cause that's, I think also is, is something that as people who only get so many options, so many choices, you know, like we're always trying to make sure that we're, you know, staying not necessarily like, in the mix of everything, but, you know, relative, relevant. And, mm-hmm. um, I, and I feel like there are times where you take on things that, you know, aren't necessarily exactly what it is that, you know, are for your actual goal. Um, but those are also lessons, right? Because like, I, f- I feel like when it comes to those lessons that, um, you know, whether you're learning, you know, how to gain your confidence or, um, you know, what really is a part of, supposed to be a part of your journey that's how you can fully understand you know like okay this is right for me and this is not right for me mm-hmm. um and and sometimes like you have to actually go through it in order to you know really fi- figure that out and some people don't have the answers until until they until they screw it up you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and sometimes experience is the best teacher mm-hmm. yeah. but <laughs> sometimes there are you know blueprints that you can follow to prevent you know those uh those mishaps uh-huh. right yes right so tori i've been i've been kind of following you on instagram for some time now and i just really appreciate your vulnerability and transparency that you portray mm-hmm. and I just was hoping that you could talk a little bit about just that unfortunate event of your beautiful space, your spa space getting flooded and just kind of the emotions that you went through and what you what you kind of relied on to get you to get you through that. Ooh, that was a lot. That was the beginning of well, not the beginning, but I literally said during that time, my entire world had fell apart. Mm. Because not only did the space, like I I just got featured in Dermoscope and they, you know, had like, you know, put the pictures of of the lab is what I always called all of my skin studios called the lab. Mm-hmm. Um, the lab had been featured in Dermoscope and then I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> and then it flooded, you know, then it flooded at the lab, I think actually it flooded. So before the big flood, it flooded like two weeks prior, but I was doing so much. I didn't even really notice it in one of my rooms. And I was like, what's, you know, you know, thinking like, is, is it leaking in here or am I tripping? And so two weeks later when it flooded, uh, I got calls from some of my residents and was like, you might want to come because it's leaking really bad. And I'm like, what the heck? And so at the same time as that was going on, my house flooded. Oh my gosh. Twice. So 
it was it has been now declared a uh, you know national disaster by FEMA, but my it it flooded one day really really bad. I think like to say for Monday it flooded real bad, and my basement is finished, and I had a lot of stuff down there, business wise and personal, that flooded, and I was distraught because I was dealing with the lab being flooded. And as we cleaned up, I think we had like one day in between, and then Wednesday it flooded again. So whatever wasn't lost on Monday, it was definitely gone by Wednesday. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So in the interim of having to deal with that and having, you know, my children here, I had to have them go stay, you know, elsewhere as I was dealing with the cleanup and trying to, you know, deal with the lab. Like, what am I going to do? Because now I have to push all of my clients, you know, my clients are already scheduled limitedly because I was on the way to Finland. And I hadn't even packed. I hadn't even thought about it. Like I was just in autopilot and was like, God, what are you doing? Like, this is not funny. <laughs> like, right. like what, what are we doing? Like, I can't, I was, I was numb. It was like, I wanted to cry, but I couldn't cry. And I'm like, mm. you know, I'm just going to show people this. This is real life. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time, my ex-husband was like, why are you posting that? Don't nobody give a damn. And I was like, no, I'm not posting it to like get likes or for people to give a damn. I'm mm-hmm. showing people who think that Tori is fl- living on top of the world. You know what I'm saying? On top of the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. This is real life shit. Yeah. I'm dealing with it at home. I'm dealing with it in the business. I'm still trying to take clients. I'm still trying to pack orders. Now inventory, all my shipping stuff is in the basement. It's flooded. It's gone. Like I'm showing this. And people were, you know, sliding in my DMs, sending their condolences. I'm like, if I if I help one one person, and I end up getting a lot of different blessings from people that I didn't even ex- I wasn't expecting it. Like people were just sending me money. I'm like, oh my god, like, mm. what is going on? And so it came to the time where I had to make a decision with the lab. I'm like, okay, we I have to go. But I literally was. 24 hours before I had to board this plane to go to Finland to launch Skin 2.0 over in Finland. And I'm like, I'm going to cancel this. But I'm like, I can't cancel this because I have or I have planned this with one of my with two of my business partners for over a year. And we've paid for the space and an event. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And so my people were like, go. We got this. You you go, you got this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? And they's like, yeah, just go. I'm like, I haven't even packed. Literally, I was at the lab, still trying to orchestrate the move two, like, wait, four hours before I had to get on that plane. And I ran home and I packed. I think my suitcase was 100 pounds because I was going to be gone for 10 days. I didn't even know what the, girl, I don't even know what was in that suitcase. Didn't even. <laughs> and I packed it and I went back to the lab and I left from the lab and my ex-husband was like, go we got this. I know you. I don't want to hear your mouth. Please don't call me again. Just go. And I took a picture, you know, took my little video and stuff. And I was like, I'm leaving luxury. I ordered an Uber Black. <laughs> I was like, I'm closing this chapter and I'm off to yeah. for the first time. And oh my God. And in that moment, it was like, I was distraught. I was like, I have no idea because they were going to move everything to storage for me and I'm like I don't have no idea what's next like my life literally literally fell apart and I'm on a damn plane 
to Europe. And in that moment, it was just like a sense of calmness because it's like, you have to close these chapters. You have to close this book in mm-hmm. order to begin anew and just have faith. And I was like, you're right. Because who, like, who can just make a decision to move from a place they've been for three years to have the resources just to call and get the movers in the truck to have a tight circle that came and rolled up their sleeves and said, just go to even be able to just go. Mm. I was like, that's a blessing. Mm. And I'm worry about it. And I, and I, and this is what I need. And I had the most fabulous time in in Finland, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna move here. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I don't wanna do this over here anymore. I'm going to Finland. And it was just like, man. And one of my friends just joked a couple of weeks ago, he's like, I think you're still in Finland. I said, I think I am too. That was in July. And I think I'm still in Finland. Like, because I just, you know, I was on autopilot and I felt like, you know, what part of this journey am I gonna share? Because I've already opened the floodgates and I really wanted to continue sharing everything, you know, as it was going on. But I was just like, no, I had to take a you know, step back and give myself time and give myself grace because I don't, you know, things happen. And I just, as Nichelle mentioned, grit, you know, you mm-hmm. had that grit. And I'm, I'm again, from the South side, I'm a natural born hustler. You know, I, I always say I'm a gangster. <laughs> and so my dad was the other day, like, look, you are not in the streets anymore. And I'm like, well, when you are a survivor and you are a hustler, like sometimes, you know, that 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 switch just flips on. Yeah. And you, like, I'm in survival mode, especially mm. when you have children and you have, you know, a family that you're accountable for. That it's like, mm-hmm. I have to do this, I have to do this. And now it's to the point where I've been a hustler and a survivor all my life to now mm. you get tired and it's not serving me. Mm. Uh, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to take a step back. And I literally said last night, I was telling my sister, I said, I'm going to have to take a step back and take a, a lot of stuff off my plate and just regroup. And see what I want. And I don't even care what people think or I'm not trying to save face. And she's like, yeah, who cares about that? I said, yeah, but as business owners, once you reach a certain, you know, a certain mm-hmm. plateau, it's like, oh my God. And then I just turned five, you know, this business just turned five. And I'm like, yeah. this business turned five and I am literally at the crossroads. <laughs> you know, I have now this blank canvas to start painting again. And it's mm-hmm. like, what do I want to paint? Yeah. Oh, isn't that so just amazing? It's just amazing when God can just come in and just feel like your life is shattering, but it's Mm. like, it's so that you can put it back together better than it ever was. Right. And my clients were like, Tori, you kept saying, you know, you wanted a new space. You wanted a new space. I said, Mm. yeah, but on my time, they was like, no, because you were comfortable. He yeah. forced you out because you wouldn't have moved. I said, yeah, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have left, <laughs> even though I know that was. And so now, you know, the space that I'm in, it's, you know, all of my spaces have been nice, you know, and this one just feels so cold because I'm not there. You know, I'm not there mentally. And so now I'm paying for a space 
And it's like, eh, I come, you know, I go, I take my clients, but I'm not really recruiting new ones. I haven't really posted. It's kind of like, eh, do I want to do that? But it's like, yeah, I do. But it's like, I got to really figure out. I was like, I'm losing momentum, you know, with all of the changes that's been going on. And I'm like, everybody goes through that in, in life. You don't even have to be an entrepreneur and trying to figure it, you know, really trying to figure out what's next. I'm reading this book right now um, called The Slight Edge, and um, they talk about this little story. And um, moral of the story is um, sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. And I feel like that might be where you're at right now. And you're not used to it, right? Because you're such a quick, fast-paced person. Man, Um, I'm like, I don't know what people like rest, rest, rest. I'm like, what is that? I'm resting. I feel like I should be doing something or I mm. feel like I, it's so many other things I could be doing. And then once mm-hmm. I'm past this so-called rest, then, I, then I'm frantic because it's like, shit, I got to call this person, email this, do this, do this. And it's like, oh my goodness. But also too, you know, I'm a creative person and that's what really makes me happy. And I was talking to one of my coaches and you know, she was when I was talking about something, she's like, you lit up when you talked about being a creative director. And she's like, I don't think people know that. I said, no, they really don't. I said, I'm really a behind the scenes person because it's so chaotic behind the scenes, kind of like my life. But then once the production is live or you create something, it's like, it's beautiful. But nobody knows you almost lost in life, you know, you know, two people was killed, seven people got ran over and all the things that happened for this one thing to, to be. And then you can mm-hmm. sit back and look at your work and you're like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Kind of like what makeup did for me. And when I really had a full book with clients and it was, you know, every client had, a, you know, their, you know, creating their formulation, their treatment plan, it was what gave joy. But it was, you know, I kind of fell out of that part. So it's like, I have to get back to being creative. And so now I'm, what I'm doing is working backwards. So, you know, we always try to, you know, we work from where we are to get to the end goal, but now I'm in the process of working backwards. What I actually want my life to look like and then work backwards um, to how to get there. And it won't mm. be, traditional. it's not going to be a traditional schedule i've always seen it you know how you can see something but you just really don't know how it's going to get there like i can see the office i can see the the house i can see what you know what i look like i can see these things but i don't know how i'm gonna get there and i think that's what we worry about instead of really enjoying the journey and i'm trying to be more present in things um, than I have been because as you said, I'm always on the go. I had a friend complaining. She's like, oh my God, you threw me out to the trash. I said, no, it's not personal. I'm just in a season right now where I need to be still. Mm. And it's yeah. I don't it's not that I don't love you. It's not, I don't even, you know, I don't, yeah, I care about your day and I know you care about my day, but I just get to a point where I don't want to talk and I don't really want to, you know, engage in certain topics or certain things. And it, it's not personal. It's just, I'm trying to be still and, and hear what's next. Because I get tired of people saying, oh, you're going to be okay. You're going to be, yeah, I'm going to be okay. But when somebody's going through, they don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know? Right. Oh my gosh. God's yeah. God going to make a way mm-hmm. and he will and he does. I know this, but Jesus Christ, so does that mean that you don't need to check on me? 
Does that mean mm -hmm. that you don't want to call, call and say, hey, Tori, come outside for some fresh air? Hey, Tori, let's go do this. Hey, Tori, let's go do that. I thank God for mm -hmm. the people that do do that because they know like those, you know, people that are intuitive to me. Because I'm like, if it wasn't for you know, be for them, who knows? Yeah. So yeah, so it's like now I'm I feel like I'm in the season of stillness and clean and cleanliness and really trying to figure out what the true path for me is and not what I thought it should be or what others should be. Because I get so many people, especially in the industry, oh, I want to do what you do. How did you do what you do? And how do you, and it's like, no, that might not be the path for you. Or you may not want to, you know, do that. Like I watched Michelle, like I love your path. Like you do so much and you do so much different stuff. Like that's your lane. I wouldn't try to come behind that and try to be in that lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when something was something in somebody's lane, they just take off. Mm. And so many of us do that. I want to do what she do. Like, mm. yeah, you could, but do you really want to do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, is that really the route you want to take? I, I I understand what you're saying. You know, I, th I think that a lot of people who feel that way sometimes have more of like a scarcity type of a mindset. Like there's only one person who can do it or, you know, I, I sometimes think that like, you know, even if there is someone doing it, like we all are going to do it differently. We're all going to have our own voice, our own way, our own thinking and how we, you know, interpret the things that we see and feel. And so like, it's always, always going to be different. And I think that that's what's so beautiful and creative about our, our industry, you know, that's why I love aesthetics is because I do think like you get to put so much of who you are into, you know, what you do. And it really is so, so unique, so unique to you and your clients know that. And, and it's something that, you know, is really a gift. It's, it's such a gift for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know that what you do, you do it and no one else could do it like you, you know what I mean? So like, I feel the same way about the things that I do. Like it's just the things that we bring to the table and it's, you know, what we are innately passionate about because it's just, it's something that can't be denied. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It really, it really is. And then sometimes it, you, you kind of get, <laughs> get discouraged. It's like, you know, when it comes to like quality, it seems like, Sometimes it takes a little longer to get there when you're providing quality versus mass producing. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, watch my words, subpar. Yeah. Not basic. No, I'm just joking. Oh, that's real. Yeah, I'm just like, I should go do that then, so I can mm -hmm. get that. Because and it's like, nah, you gotta stay true. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's tempting. Mm -hmm. It's really tempting. Right. Not everybody can be a master at what they, you know, they do because. I mean, let's face it, you know, saying it and doing it are two different things. And and some people just aren't convicted like that. You know, like mm -hmm. it's, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to do I want to do that. But like, you know, can I really just drop everything and get on a plane and, you know, fly to Finland or exactly. fly to Chicago or fly to Seville? Like these are commitments that you're making and you're doing it day in, day out. That's because you you are committed differently. You are, you know you're someone who's a trailblazer and the things that you're doing, you know, it's, it's not, it's not difficult because 
you know, you know that there's a reason and a calling behind the things that you're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know mm -hmm. I couldn't do it without, you know, my community or the support. And that's another thing. We have to not be afraid <clears throat> to reach out, mm -hmm. to ask for help. You know, you, unless you, I mean, you can invest. Yes, you can get a coach, you can get a mentor, but your community, like I've built a strong community in the industry with some people who I wouldn't have even never thought that I would be in the same room with. Like to walk into a room, somebody's like, I know you, you're, you know, it's like, what? You know me, you know? And it's like, that feels good. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad for the, you know, people I can reach out and ask, you know, what do you think about this? Or what have you, you know, what I've tried this and what do you think, you know, just to support system and them saying, hey, I'll help you or sharing the resources freely because they know, you know, I'm not a leech. You know, I can provide, mm -hmm. you know, if you come to me with the same thing, I have no problem sharing. And so no matter what you do in the industry or even if you're not in the industry, you know, having a community is key. Like, yes, we can all do our own thing. You know, everybody want to do their own thing and be their own boss and but there's no I in team. And I truly, um, even being in HR, it wasn't until I was an entrepreneur that I really, like, understood that. Mm. Yeah. It's like, no, you have to find, you know, a support system. You have to find a team that believes in you and your dream just as much as you, if not more than you. And that takes time. You go through a, quite a few bad apples. Some people are blessed to not. You know, you have to have a team. And I think that's so many of us struggle with that. We're so closed fist, you know, scared somebody's going to take our ideas and all mm -hmm. these things, which people will, even people that's close to you. But you just have to have faith that, hey, you really can't stress about it. If it happened, then you know what? Go ahead, run with it. Because I'm going to come up with something even better. And even that, if you took it, you, it's not going to be me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> and knowing, right. like Michelle said, what your purpose is. And so my thing has always been, I don't know, I had a fear of, not imposter syndrome, because I hate that, but I had a fear of stepping into my expertise. Now, if I'm on the show, like, you know, like a podcast, or I'm interviewing you, asking me, I have no problem. I spit it out. And, but it's like on my own page, it's kind of like, oh, but I know so much. I have so much in the vault, but it's like I was fearful of stepping into my greatness. Mm. Mm, that's big. And so that's why I'm, I've been quiet because I'm like, I'm ready. But then it's like, am I ready? Yeah. You know, and it's like I have to because there are people waiting for me. Like, but you, if you would have seen my path, you know, if you would have seen, you would never think I, I was struggling with that. But that came from something, you know, that came from something that happened, you know, I found it was a deeply rooted issue from childhood. And here it is, I'm 40 plus and it is showing up in my business. But I would have never known that had I not invested in myself and took the time to invest in this cohort. Yeah, I think people really don't put a lot of emphasis in what it means to have personal growth. You know, there's business development 
but personal growth and investing in your own healing is something that as a provider of services, you should all try to do at some point in time. I really feel like it's a very valuable tool. And when you have the opportunity to know and have more self-awareness, you do have a bigger impact. I can speak to, you know, taking a few of these. Um, it wasn't necessarily a cohort. I think it was this, this was a, a program that was um, really meant to help with chakra healing and um, trapped emotions and things that were, you know, holding you back and ways that you could, you know, propel yourself as an individual, as an overall, just for your overall well-being. And yeah. I mean, it does, it does eventually, you know, trickle and help your business, but it it helps you as, as a, as a person. And it's, it's really an invaluable thing that you can do. And I highly, highly recommend it. Mm. <laughs> the program that I did was called Heal the Healer. Where are it? The person who was like the guide who does it, her name is Linda Berteau. And um, she's also an esthetician. She's at lots of the trade shows. She's phenomenal. And she's helped me with so much of my journey. Um, you know, and I can relate to a lot of the stuff that you're talking about and, you know, the things that you have to, you know, invest in yourself in order to become the person that you're, you know, trying to show up as in the world. And, you know, when you don't yeah. have a, uh, examples or, you know, people that you can look to as to, you know, how, how can you, how do you go about doing the thing that you want to do? A lot of it is that trailblazing and you figuring out, figuring it out, you know, in the process and it's not easy, <laughs> you know, oh, it's, not. it's really not. And I feel like a lot of the time it's really in the everyday little habits and decision making that is done in private and that people aren't seeing. And it's in those little mundane, you know, decision making and habits that that you create greatness and build that that personal development. And and people people these days, I feel like we really want quick. We want it now. We want everybody to see that we're doing good things. And it's just not, it's just not how it works. No, it's not. No. Not for right. true, like transformation and healing. True transformation and healing. Yes. Yes. That's what the name of it was called? No, no, no. It was, it, the name of that program was called Heal the Healer. So okay. yeah. Yeah. It's a great program. It's tough. You know, like I think, I think empathizing and, and understanding that, you know, like empathy is something that goes along with, you know, not only just what you do in your business, but how you show up in the world. Um, it's a lesson that we're always being taught and we can never really fully learn it. But that's that's how we're we're choosing to, you know, re redirect, re, you know, refollow up. And and I think that, you know, doing that just makes you even that much more of a leader in our industry because it sets you up for the rebirth. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for the things that will come. And mm -hmm. I think it's a, it's a great thing that we all should um, remember that that's part of the journey. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, as we uh, wind down this episode, um, Tori, it's been so great talking with you. Do you have any, any words or advice to, to leave with us and our listeners? Like I, I always like to say is to create your own blueprint. 
There are, of course, other blueprints that help you along the way, but we were all created uniquely. And so your journey in life, your purpose is uniquely yours. So embrace that in all that you do. And at your core, everything that you do should be embedded from your own blueprint. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Where can where can people find you and connect with you um, on socials? I am at Tori, Tori with an I, princebeauty.com, Tori Prince Beauty on Facebook, IG, TikTok. So it's pretty consistent, except for Twitter, but I don't really go. Oh well, X and I don't really be over there. So at Tori Prince okay. Beauty everywhere. Google me. <laughs> <laughs> she's international <laughs> right on. thank you so much for joining us Tori this was such a great time I mean I just everything that you said this is going to be such a great episode so many people are going to be really finding so many great resources so yeah yes girl we are rooting for you Thank um, you. Yes. Michelle, I can't wait to hear about this experience, ma'am. Because <laughs> I know it was phenomenal. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.